Can we have Unilux instead of your dad the next day? Okay. Okay, you just said okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Season 3 of Spock Week. I'm one of your hosts, Albert Android, but unfortunately this season be joining Gregor Roxy. For this season, you will be in the capable hands of Gregor Cameron, the Krabby Ginger, and our special guest host, James Golden. In this season, we will be talking about the alien species of Star Trek, although I have reasonable suspicion that they won't do that. Anyway, please sit back, enjoy your journey through Season 3 of Spot the Week. Thank you for joining us again and please enjoy and if you enjoy what you're listening to subscribe to our podcast on the catcher of your choice and go to buymeacoffee.com and buy us a pint we'd be much appreciative without further ado let's get into this week's episode and welcome to spot the week now i'm surprised tonight because if you listened to the show a couple of weeks ago they were here They've come back for more. I have no idea why. They did message me saying, I shall convert you into a DS, a Discovery fan, a DSC fan. I think they're hearing the the forlorn hope that that is going to happen, but it's going to be entertaining. Welcome back, James Golding. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm all right, you didn't put me off too much last time. Did I not? Oh, nice t-shirt by the way. Uh, it's my um, I'm a red shirt t-shirt. Sure. Can't remember exactly what it says. Warning, red shirts may be hazardous. <laughs> Excuse me, that's not a good start. <laughs> Warning, red shirts may be hazardous to your health. Wear at your own risk, it says on this t-shirt. I, I'm, I'm glad you said that for the viewers in black and white. If there are any viewers in black and white, that is a red shirt. And if you're not watching in black and white and just listening in black and white, you know them also that it's a red shirt. So It, it is helpful. Yeah. So, uh, are you missing JJ? He's not going to be here for a while, as we said in the last episode. Well, he's an android. He'll just be the same when he comes back. Just yeah. pop him on charge for a bit. Yeah, I mean, we did get a memo from him um, with instructions. Did you read that memo? I think I filed it in that big round filing cabinet in the corner of the room. The B1, is it under B1N? Yes, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, Um so apparently he wants us to talk about Andorians, Andorians, sorry, today. How, how do you think that's going to go? I think we'll probably start talking about Andorians mm-hmm. and then about 17 seconds in, we'll get distracted and talk about something vaguely related and then try and force each other to get back to the topic and maybe we'll get there at some point. Okay, well, just for the benefit of the people on webcam, which is essentially you, James, uh, and, and a clue as to how the evening, if you're listening in the evening, but you're recording in the evening, I've just put myself a red label IPA. Shall I hold up hold up my jute session IPA that I'm currently oh, drinking? <laughs> oh, well, yours is a jute session, but mine's is 6.2%. I'm kicking the evening off. Of oh, you are. Mine's only 4.2. That's, that's how much respect I have for JJ's memo. 
well, the boss isn't here. We'll be fine. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, let's let's have a go at talking about the Andorians. Now, we spoke about the Klingons the last time you were on. We did. I think it's fair to say there's much more development of the Klingon species and a lot more Klingon characters. Definitely. That's not to say that we can't talk about the Andorians at least for 10 minutes of the next hour, hour and a half, I don't know. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, but go back to the original series, which I know you're not a fan of. Um, so um, I'm going to be talking to you probably for the next five minutes about an episode. Um, but there was only four episodes in the original series that featured Andorians. Um, but one was a landmark episode. And I, 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 if, you have, if you've never seen it, if you're listening and you've never seen it, or if, like James, you've never seen it, I, I thoroughly recommend that you get yourself onto Netflix and watch it. It's a landmark episode in a number of ways, and it's called Journey to Babel. Uh, have you heard of it? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I was thinking, shall I make something up then? And uh, No, what I am no. doing is getting a pad of paper out, because every time <laughs> you mention a TOS episode <laughs> I've not seen, I write it down. Okay. Well, I'm going to go straight into Discovery here on the back of <laughs> Journey to Babel. And... In a surprise move, I'm going to defend Discovery for a moment. Who, who, who are you? What, what are you doing here? It's that, it's that 6.2% beer. It's, well, uh, you weren't supposed to chuck it that quickly. I've not even drank it. It's just the fumes. <laughs> um, in fact, before we get to Discovery, I'll set the scene. The Basically, the Enterprise is carrying, is on a mission to collect lots of different dif diplomats from lots of different worlds to uh, a conference on, I believe the planet is called Babel, hence the episode is called Journey to Babel. Um, and it's the introduction of the Andorians. It's the first time we see the Andorians, we see the Tellarites as well. So it must have been quite an expensive episode to, to produce because of the makeup involved. Uh, for a start, but also Vulcans come on board, okay? And we, the Enterprise stops outside the pub, it peeps its horn like taxi drivers do for the two Vulcans, taxi for Vulcans, um, to come on board, and on board comes Sarek and Amanda. And immediately, it's quite apparent there's a little bit of tension between Sarek and Amanda, and we find out that this is Sarah, Sarah and Amanda is actually is in actual fact Spock's parents. Yeah. Which we, we didn't know. And more to the point, neither did any of the crew. So I'm going to def maybe defend Discovery's a bit strong. But um, a lot of the detractors of Discovery, of which I am one, um, cite the fact that Spock never mentioned he had a sister. Okay. Uh, that's not why I think Discovery's poor. Uh, and I actually think that's a pretty poor reason to use as Discovery being poor because Spock's got form. He knew his parents were coming on board the Enterprise and didn't even say to his pal Jim, hey, oh, that's my, that's my folks coming on board. 
He didn't tell them about his brother, so is it any surprise that we never knew that he had a sister? So that's not, I, I think, I, I, as far as discovery goes, I don't have a problem with that. So how do you feel about that, JJ? You started us off on Andorians and I went straight into discovery, because I know you'll be listening to this. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, it's a good episode. You should watch it. No, it's, it's, it's written on my pad. I, I, mm. I definitely will. Mm. So what were the Andorians like in um, TOS? Is this, were they friendly with Vulcans at this point or were they, was there animosity between them? Yeah, or... I, I think, I mean, it's a long time since I've watched that episode. Um, and I think the story goes, basically revolves around the, the tensions between the different species. And it's not, from memory, it's not as well developed as the, the tensions between the Andorians, the Terrorites and the Vulcans uh, in Enterprise. Because Enterprise expanded on it much more. Um, That's pre-founding of the Federation, that though, isn't yeah, it? Which yeah. Is... Um, but, I mean, talking about Andorians as well, because I, I did do a little bit of reading, and when you think about Shran, or when you, particularly when you think about Shran, there, there's a lot of Klingon-like elements to the Andorians in terms of their their, um, their courage, their warlike, their warrior-like attitudes, and their, their, their belief in honour. There's other things that separate them from the Klingons in that we see women as their equal, you know, yep. the opposite sex, they, they absolutely see women as a, on as a par, which the Klingons um, never never really have um, seen that, you know, if you think about the stories in, in TNG uh, and Deep Space Nine, females were never on a par with the males in the no. spaces, but in, in the Andorians uh, and Enterprise, um, they are, and so, you know, Let's just skip. A f is it, are we skipping a few years, or are we going back a few years? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Let's say we're going back. Okay. Okay. So, what we, if you could pick an, an, an episode from Enterprise um, that introduced you to the the Andorians, what would it be? Uh, now you're going to get me going on episode names again, aren't you? And I'm going to have to describe one, and then mm. you're going to have to tell me which one it is. Okay. Um, so it's the one where um, they go to the monastery, mm -hmm. and they find out that actually it's not all um, perfectly functioning and subdued and Vulcan as they thought it was going to be, and it turns out that it's actually some sort of Andorian secret military base hidden inside. It's a, it's a Vulcan base. Is it Vulcan base? It's a Vulcan base. The Andorians are there to expose it as a Vulcan base. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. But the, <laughs> the Andorian incident. Yeah, we meet, we meet one of Star Trek's truly great characters in that episode, played by Jeffrey Coombs, of course. That doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> Shran. Yes. Yeah. A, a good Star Trek character played by Jeffrey Coombs that yeah. still narrows it down oh, to about okay. twenty. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I think even in some episodes he played two characters, didn't he? Yeah. I think in DS9 he played 
characters in one episode. Yeah, I think that... um, Oh, what was he called? The Ferengi... Ferengi played Brunt and Wei Yun in in the same episode at one point. See, apparently tonight I'm not good at character names either. I don't know how <laughs> how we're going to do here. I can tell you Andorians are blue. Yeah. Inside and out. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, if you cut them, they bleed blue. They do. Um, Although I, they obviously didn't have the budget to paint the inside of the mouth, because quite often that's pink. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's not great, is it? Um, I mean, these days they would just CGI it, obviously. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I like them. I, I think it's a pity we didn't get more episodes like the Andorian incident in season one of Enterprise. Yeah, no, well, it's just a pity we didn't get more Enterprise full stop, really. But Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm just going to name drop you, but I was chatting to John Billingsley last night. Oh, like you do, yeah. yeah like you do. I, and actually, I'm good. Would you like to see my John Billing, my, my Dr. Fox impersonation? I know people are listening and wondering what I'm doing, but would you like to see my Dr. Fox impersonation? Definitely. (laughs) Now, nobody can hear this at home, but he's just stuck the fingers in his corner of his mouth and pulled a really, really big wide face and made his eyes go funny. Um, No, that's that's great. It's almost like when I got the... um, I got an autograph of John Billingsley recently um, and I just asked for an autograph and he, he sent it through um, and he also sent another one that said um, I, I thought I'd send you one without all the stupid rubber on my face uh, which is written <laughs> on the second one as well so every time I think of funny faces in John Billingsley it just reminds me of that autograph now. Yeah he's a brilliant guy, a brilliant guy. Very funny. How yeah. many bleeps um, are, are going to be existing then? Well, there was a few. Yeah. Um, there was a few. Um, so I tell you what, uh, wouldn't like to control a live blog broadcast that he was on. You'd have to literally sit there with that bleep button, wouldn't you? Yeah. Very yeah. colourful. Um, I mean, I, I, I met him once in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, on a, on a, the Sunday afternoon when things were winding down, I had a beer with him. Sarah, my partner, and I, we had a beer with him. Um, and it was just, it was, you know, we talked about, actually, we talked about everything but Star Trek. Yeah. That afternoon. So, um, but yeah, so I, I hope, JJ, when you're listening to this to edit it, you, you're cursing, going, Jesus, they've gone off on one already. <laughs> you know? It is great, JJ. There's probably more to come. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, they were too, for me, they were too slow to evolve the Andorians after that in Enterprise. Yeah, uh, yeah no, um, especially when you had such a strong character as Shran. Shran mm. was just amazing. It was one of my favourite characters um, from any Star Trek, really. Mm. Um, just, well, it's Jeffrey Coombs. You can't really go wrong with um, yeah. a, a role that he plays. Excuse yeah. me. Um, but, yeah, he just added so much. And, yeah, I just thought it was really, really good. A uh, really good portrayal. Um, I like that they look very different uh, with the blue skin, and the white hair and the antenna and everything. I, I do like the looks of the Andorians. And, and the, and, moving, the moving antenna. Yes. Um, 
and it's something that they could manage as well in the 60s having seen um screenshots from the original series they haven't really had to change them very much it's not like mm. we were talking about last time we were together where we were talking about the klingons and mm. the difference in tos through to tng klingons is huge whereas the difference between the tos and the enterprise andorians is minimal yeah all right it's extra technology little bells and whistles but the core what they look like remains i think they enhanced them that's the the difference yeah. they didn't change them they enhanced what was already there yeah um and actually, i mean i was about to but talking about your, the antennas it got me thinking about the babel one where um archer cuts off shran's antenna yes but it's to fine because they grow back. They grow back to, to dishonor them rather than kill them. Yeah. Um, which is another uh, great, great episode. But there's a better episode before that because we do get introduced to them in the Andorian incident. And, and what, I think there's only one or two more episodes in season one or two that we see them. And then it's season three before when they're in the expanse that the Shran and his Andorian mates coming to Enterprise a, a lot more. Yeah. Uh, culminating in the, the season finale and the big fight um, in the soul system uh, called Zero Hours, where the, what's the machine, what's the machine called again? The big machine that's been getting built through all, all of it to kill, to destroy Earth. Yeah, another one you mean. The Sphere. Barney? The Sphere. The sphere. <laughs> is it the sphere or is it Barney? I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, uh, we should do this live, and we can put this to the audience if we're doing it live. You know. Yeah, yeah. Is it the not... sphere or is it Barney? What are we going to do if they all say it's Barney? <laughs> well, we'll call it Barney from now on. <laughs> so the the Barney that was being built by the. Uh, Cindy, yeah, uh, is coming to Earth, and basically, Shran helps Enterprise destroy. Well, with a, to be fair, with a little help from the Cindy himself, because uh, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but the the archers um, appeal to. Oh God, I can't remember his name. He's a great character as well, but uh, appealed to him and he's actually got part of the Cindy on side that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Which was a very Star Trek thing. Oh, do. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think we should just talk about Enterprise, actually. Well, we do need to talk about Discovery as well, especially with the fact that you mentioned the um, antennae of Shram being cut off. Uh-huh. Because uh, I don't know how far you got into season three of Discovery. Well, I saw, I think it was in episode one, I saw two Andorians. Right. Uh, I don't think there was any in episode two. I mean, I lasted 15 minutes in episode three and I quit. Right. So this is my time to give you um, story time now. So yeah. in... <laughs> In Discovery, there is um, an Andorian that is working for um, the big baddie of the series who's 
name escapes me. She wasn't that exciting. Um, but there's an Andorian working for her. She's an Orion, and it's all part of this chain, which is the big bad um, people of that series. And there is an Andorian who's quite prominent in um, in season three of um, Discovery called Rin, um, who's interestingly played by Mary Wiseman's real life husband. Um, Mary Wiseman, do you know who I mean by? Yeah. Yeah, Tilly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I, I know you don't like Discovery, so I wasn't sure how well, you, I don't, you don't, I don't like Discovery. I don't, I don't like Tilly. I have nothing against Mary Wiseman herself, which is quite funny, but the, the, the character I'm not overly enamored with. Yeah, so um, he's a character who throughout the series has a, a redemption arc, um, as is very Star Trek. He starts off, we think he's a baddie. It turns out that he actually then helps them escape when they're um, being trapped by Asira. That's her name. That's the name of the big baddie. Um, but um, as a punishment, um, at some point, uh, Asira had cut off uh, Rin's antennae. And it feels more permanent in Discovery. Um, it doesn't feel like they acknowledge the fact that they will grow back. Um, I don't know whether they're just relying on the audience to know that they'll grow back or whether Alex Kurtzman didn't read that bit of a, a previous script from a previous uh, series. I, uh, I, <laughs> I think I know what, what, which one my money's on. But he, he's a great character. Um, and he, in the end ends up um, standing up for the crew of the Discovery and Asira executes him um, when he refuses to essentially sabotage Discovery in a way that she can get hold of it and so that he stops the baddies from winning. So Mm. he turns out to be a good guy in the end, but he's really well played. Um, Really interesting character. And the makeup, again, it's a transition rather than a replacement. Mm. Um, There's no doubt that He's an Andorian, he's blue, he's got white hair, he's got stumps where his antennas used to be, but you still get the the rest of the gist. Uh, doesn't come across quite as abrupt and militaristic as previous incarnations of Andorians, but, but it's definitely worth mentioning that he existed. Well, again, I'm, I'm, I think defending discovery is a bit of a strong term here. Uh, <laughs> But there has been a thousand years, or nine hundred and thirty-two, yes. or whichever it was. Um, you know, so there, there, there may have been differences. Uh, yeah, yeah, especially when we're into the realms of season three, because my goodness, that's that far in the future. Nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, um, least of all, Arch Crossman. Oh God, I say that away. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? It's <laughs> almost like I set you up for that one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did see the Andorians, and I thought, well, it, it was good that they were sort of in there. I think I'd have liked to have seen more of Andorians in season one, yeah, uh, or season two of Discovery. I think one of the one of its failings was its failure to to capitalise on some of the species that were already established. Yeah. Um, and try and introduce um, new species of its own. Um, I, I, I'm not including 
again, defending discovery is a strong term here, but I'm not including Saru in that because that that was from the the animated series. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not including Saru in that. I'm, I'm including some others. And but I, see, for me, I, the cynic in me, because uh, I, I do not buy into this 25% difference in the license thing that a lot of the people say as to why they don't like Discovery. I, I, I don't buy into that. I think it, was, it would, must be almost impossible to create a license like that and have it actually working. Um, I, I think a far more simple explanation for introducing species that you don't want to or characters or aspects of Discovery that a lot of the fans like me don't like, it's more about you getting your intellectual property into it for future residuals. I don't think it's anything at all to do with this 25% license stuff. I think that's nonsense. Um, but I think they could have done more with what was already existing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I think there is obviously bound to be a limit. They they only get 10 episodes a season, mm. don't they? Which is yeah. nothing like the 22 that we're used to from a, a, a standard Star Trek. Hmm. Um, and you can only get so much into 10 episodes. Uh, I, there's a big part of me wishes we could go back to the old 22 hour long, well, 22 episodes at 40 whatever minutes they are. Because um, I think that's one of the downsides for Discovery for me is that everything has to move so quickly because they've got 10 hours to do it instead of 22 uh, which makes a massive difference. So you don't get the, well, let's go and have a, a Tilly episode where she does something completely unrelated mm. to the plot. Well, you can't do that. You've only got 10 episodes. You can't go and have the random episode where they go and do something that actually has nothing to do with the rest of the story. Well, I mean, again, defending Discovery is a strong term, but... I tell yeah. you, I sent you a message last week saying I'm going to turn you into a lover of Discovery, and already well, this not, week, I'm all not, you've done is defend it. I'm not loving it. I'm not loving it. I'm <laughs> merely pointing out some of the reasons that I am where I differ from some of the other people that don't like it. I mean, I, I think an episode of Discovery is about what 42 to 45 minutes, roughly, isn't it? Okay, so the, the, one of the ways around that is instead of having 45 minutes episodes, you have one hour episodes. Um, you know, if you look at some other big shows, whether it's The Boys, Hunters, For All Mankind, uh, The Umbrella Academy, Stranger Things, these are not 45-minute shows. They're, no. made for, they're made for a streaming service, and they're one hour long. And that but does... that's the, that is a difference for CBS, though, isn't it? Because they yeah. make them to premiere them on their streaming service with the aim of them putting them on CBS in America and wherever they're... How mm. else they managed to flog it to uh, Channel 4 over here at Discovery, I think, didn't they, at one yeah, point? Yeah, I'd, I'd already watched it by that point, so I didn't really care. Um, so I'd, that's probably out of their hands as producers of Discovery because they've got to fit the model of the distribution, haven't they? So it's got to be however long they're allowed, bearing in mind American TV is like an advert every 17 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of people... and. and yourself included by the sounds of things, we um, are aching for an episodic Star Trek. Uh, I, I think you can have a story arc and have a and have good Star Trek. And I think you can have um, 
character-led episodes within that. You can have your ship in a bottle episodes, even even in a, a 10 or 13 episodes or so season. I think you, you can that. I think Ronald D. Moore's doing amazing things with For All Mankind. He's got 10 episodes, each one's an hour long. Each one has an ensemble cast. You could argue there's one or two characters are maybe more pivotal than, than others in the way that Picard and um, Janeway may have been slightly more pivotal than the rest of the cast, but not by much. Uh, and he's doing it, so you can't do it. I, I, you can't do it. I'm defending it, saying that's why some people don't like it. But I don't agree with that. I think you can do it. I just don't think the writers are up to it. I think it'll be interesting to see whether they go down that line now that they've definitely mm. confirmed that shooting started on Strange New Worlds um, with um, Captain Pike, uh, which has been... They've been giving the impression that it is going to be more episodic in nature. So it'll be interesting to see whether the current production team over at CBS actually have the ability to do it now that they've said that that's their aim. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, whether that's because some of the that has been some of the criticism that has been made at Discovery or what I don't know. I mean, I think it's an, I think it's overall an interesting experiment mm. to have Discovery and season two of Picard and whether that gets filmed or not under the current circumstances, we'll just have to wait and see. I don't think we'll get a third season of Picard, because uh, I think we're probably too far behind with season two now. Yeah. Um, you know, to have that sort of more episodic style story- storytelling and concurrently running with Strange New Worlds, but we'll see if it works. It's interesting, yeah. Century. I mean, I want to. I want to like Discovery. I want to like Picard. I can't see me liking second season of Picard for the life of me. I can't see me liking that. Um, really, can't see me liking it. Um, so I'll like it on your behalf. Okay. Uh, Discovery season three. I'll probably watch at some point when there's nothing else on the television. Yeah. Um, we'll leave you in I, the dark room with a DS9 box set. You'll be fine. I'll be like, you ever seen a Clockwork Orange? Uh, vaguely remember vaguely. it from the yeah, this Malcolm McDowell, the young Malcolm McDowell's in it, and he's the chief protagonist, and he, he's he's a very violent young man. So they decide to cure him by ultraviolence therapy. So they have him in a room and they're showing him ultraviolet images constantly, yeah. and yeah. they've got his, his eyelids pegged open. Yeah, I'm remembering the bit as you talk. Yeah, about yeah. It, yeah. Is that is that going to be me? Is that? Uh, yeah, and then what we'll do is we'll we'll have you with a a nice room that's like got like furry walls and like fluffy blankets and things, and you can go in there with a DS9 box set after we've exposed you to Discovery, and you can use that as your kind of getting you back to normal, well as normal as you get, um, yeah. getting you back to as, as near as we can to normal. Okay, what, what if I come home and say to Sarah, I like Discovery? Then, then that's well, fine. Well, your, treat, your treatment can stop at that point because you're yeah, but, cured. But, but then you have to answer to Sarah. Well, what have you done with him? That's all right. It's because there's, there's pl- plenty of room for, for us to let Sarah watch it as well. Yeah, fair enough. GG. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right, so, yeah, okay. then blue people. Okay, can we talk about white people? I don't mean, like, the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, the ANAR. Yes. Who, if you don't know, if 
you haven't seen Enterprise, uh, originally on Andor, the, the two races split and the ANR went to the north and the south poles and they ended up living under the ice. Therefore, they lost their colour. They became completely white. Yeah. White hair, white skin. Um, when I say white, I mean like bedsheet white. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and also because they were living under the ice, there was no light, they lost their eyesight. And evolution decreed that they should, they shall develop um, telepathic powers, which came in very handy for the Romulans in the episode called the Anar, where yes. we meet. Yeah, do you like that episode? I do, I do. Um, part of me really likes it because we get to see the planet. I'm yeah. a big fan of getting to see planets in Star Trek. Um, don't care if it's Honos or whether it's Cardassia or Andoria, wherever it is, I, I like seeing planets. Um, so I'm a big fan of it for for that reason. Um, and I like it that the, the, it makes more sense that this um, subspecies exists on Andoria than, um, you know, like random Remans showing up, which makes a lot less sense. Um, so I think they hit the nail on the head a lot better than they did with Romulus and Remus. Um, but yeah, I, I like the fact that they've thought about how a race could develop if they were placed in that sort of situation where they're kept away from everything and they, they get this telepathic link instead. It's 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 really cool. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, what was also interesting was that neither race believed that other existed. Yes. Yeah, that, that was quite an interesting <laughs> aspect to the story. Um, not quite sure what what that's our um, allegory of uh, in terms of. I don't. I don't know. I wonder whether they're um, commenting on our historical views of um, other people on Earth. That do you know? You know who. Um, people from one part of the world and people from another part of the world didn't really link, didn't really care about mm. each other's existence. And then when they did come to realise that each other existed, there was that animosity and things, which is probably what we're still seeing the effects of um, right up to this day. Mm. Um, maybe, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I can't think of what else they'd be trying to comment on with it other than yeah. that, really. Yeah, I suppose it was... Encountering the unknown. Yeah, know. unless Rick Berman knows about a secret race of underground um, humanoids that we don't know anything about. Could maybe, maybe that's where Rick Berman came from. Maybe that's where he's, maybe that's where he's gone. Um. <laughs> we, we can only hope. Don't get me going on Rick Berman. My goodness, I will be here all night. And there will be expletives. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and, we see a bit of the relationship as well in the Andorians between Shran and Lieutenant Talos. Yes. And that's back to what I said earlier about females being every bit the male's equal. She's certainly um, his equal um, from the media. Unfortunately, I think we'll see it for about two episodes. Yeah, um, there is a lot more um, about the Andorians and the um, 
differences between the gender and stuff if you read um some of the novels they go into some really interesting um things about the andorians and the fact that as as a race they've got four genders and it all gets very complicated four, four. that's yes. just greedy <laughs> but yeah they've got they've got apparently four but um how i mean how right how, how do you have an orgy when you've got four genders i mean surely that makes it easier you you just be like but they, yeah but then what then constitutes an orgy you know if you have two genders three is an orgy if you've got four or three's a threesome, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But does gender really matter? Because surely six men is still an orgy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, doesn't have to have a woman there to make it an orgy. Mm-hmm. True, true. So yeah. But yeah, apparently mm-hmm. there, there's four. JJ must be gen- loving this. <laughs> this bit'll all be cut. But yeah, apparently there's <laughs> there's four genders. Uh, two of which are approximately masculine, two of which are approximately feminine, and how babies work, I'm not quite sure. I remember for um, uh, for the SFI Academy, I did a, the Andorian course, and it just confused me trying to work out how they have babies. It's it, it's very well, weird. That's a really good, that's better than my, my one. How do you have an origin? Or what got, I mean, I'm, 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 you've got me thinking about that now. <laughs> Or have I got myself thinking about it? I don't know. So what did you accomplish today, James? Well, I got Craig to just think about Andorian orgies. <laughs> um, yeah, so just about male, just about female. So does that, I mean, is that, are they hinting, are they hinting at fluidity there? Or are they, um... uh, I don't know. Um, I'm currently grimacing as I've pointed my web browser at memory beta, which always um terrifies me um because you know it's just some person randomly made up some shit and we're going to call it star trek um no discovery references gregor um so apparently they've got two approximately masculine and two approximately feminine um genders um and I think in order to encompass his historical accuracies, they will accept the terms male and female, although they're not especially uh, specifically correct. Um, it's recommended that you read the DS9 novel Avatar Book 2 if you want to find out more about how Andorians make babies. Um, so they've got one sex... So there's, Av- there's Andorian porn in that book, is that what we're saying? I, I, I'm not too sure, but the fact it's also called Avatar makes me think about lots of... Um, nine, nine foot tall blue people. Yeah, who have sex using the tail, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they've got one that corresponds to female-ish, and that's the sex of the Andorian who will carry the zygote to term, apparently. Uh, then they've got another one who is also corresponding to female, which is where all Andorian life originates... I have no idea. Then they've got two that also roughly compare to male. Um, And apparently it takes four of them to have a baby. So, you know, you've got your orgies sorted. Right, okay, okay. So it's it's becoming clearer to me now that... I'm glad it's becoming clearer to you because it's about as clear as most for me. The best way to have a baby 
is to have an orgy. Yes. And there's okay. got to be four people there, all of a different gender. Okay, right. So I've been trying to see that into an orgy for years. <laughs> and you, you you have completely flipped me on it because I don't want a baby. So no, no, there'll be no orgies in my house. That's... I don't think, darling, you've got to paint yourself blue is necessarily the best first step for arranging an orgy either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you're enjoying this, GG. Um <laughs> This podcast's going to be like 12 seconds long after he's cut all this out. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've just lost um, one of the pads off my um, but, but on the plus laptop. side, we were then talking about Andorians. Well, it was. We were on topic. We, we were. Um, we were on topic. I, I mean, I, I, didn't research, I didn't do that amount of research to discover uh, that that was you know kudos to you on that one james i have to say that was... you've got the sfi academy to thank for that one i would never have known that <laughs> if i hadn't have done the andorian 101 course i had a, a plug for the sfi academy there when we're at it. <laughs> yeah so, you'll learn all sorts of useless shit that you can never use in any time other than on a podcast yeah i, I mean was that ever covered in episodes because i don't not that I'm aware of. Nah, I don't recall that kind of conversation going on. No, I'm I'm not aware that that's mentioned, and I can't see anything on Memory Alpha that even remotely hints that that is a a thing at all. Yeah. Well, I mean, based on the evidence you've just presented to me, uh, Memory Alpha's out the window, and Memory Beta is now going to be my go-to. <laughs> For all thing, all information in Star Trek, it's that's definitely that's the default one now. That's in the bookmarks bar. So if we've got anybody listening who doesn't know what I'm talking about when I'm saying memory alpha and memory beta, it's really simple. Memory alpha is things that we have actually seen on screen that are classed as proper canon, and memory beta is stuff that's in novels, comic books, any other officially licensed but um, apocryphal. Um, resources around the star trek universe so it's just to, uh things like star trek online for example which would come under memory beta even though it feels really canon to star trek online mm. oh have you played star trek online by the way uh, have you have you been to andoria because that's no. cool I've, I've, I've played a couple of the star trek games and, and... I've basically got i I'm in my fifties and I've got undiagnosed ADHD. I reckon because what I find with a lot of these games is you you, you don't actually do very much. Or yeah. you, you don't do very much in the time scale that I want to do things, and a lot of it's just about repetition and go to this planet, go to that planet, just keep you playing. Yeah. And without actually. Um, Without you having to do, without you having to make a decision, without you having to strategize or use any skill whatsoever, and, and that just bores me. So I, I mean, I play, I've played Star Trek Online. I've still got it installed on my laptop. I've played Timelines. I've played Fleet Command. Um, oh, I don't like timelines or flip. No, they're, they're not my sort of game. Yeah, and I, I, I stopped them all after a while. Yeah, I like that old one. What was the old one that was a bit like Quake, but it was set on Voyager, oh. and and you got to actually run around, and it was a bit like a first-person shooter, but it right. was it was all set in Voyager. That one was cool. They did 
a two as well. They did a blah, 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 and blah, 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 two. Yeah, I, I find the games really disappointing. I think they could do so much more than games. I quite like the bridge crew. That's quite cool. Mm-hmm. If you've got a VR headset, I can imagine mm. that just playing it on a screen is just boring. Um, but actually playing it with a VR headset and feeling like you're actually sat in the captain's chair, that that's quite cool. Mm. But that, that's the one you can play with um, basically people all over the world and they're on yes. the bridge with you, aren't they? Yeah. So we start a game and I, I, I get to be the science officer, you get to be the captain, somebody else does the engineering console. and No, that's quite cool. A uh, little bit limited. It's not got enough missions on it for my liking. Mm. But no, the reason I mentioned Static Online is it's really cool when you go to Andoria because you can actually explore the planet. And like I said before, I'm a big mm. fan of planets. Um, I, I've I can take or leave people in rubber masks. I want to see the planets. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, I've seen some good stuff posted from Star Trek Online, and so I understand where you're coming from with the planets. Um. You know, there's like stuff when Anne Eisenberg died and the people are assembled mm. on the, the promenade uh, yeah. for a video. I, I think stuff like that is really cool, but the, oh. the, the game itself is um, just, it just doesn't hold yeah. me. That's the... well, if you are a DS9 fan, it's worth loading up the game and just flying to DS9 just so you can walk around it. Okay, guess what I'm doing after this. Yeah, it, it's worth that just, just to walk around DS9 because that thing is cool. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I didn't get as far as DS9 the last time. But... Yeah, you just find it on the map and ignore all the quests. Just go straight to DS9, DS9. and walk around. It's cool. Mm. All right, okay. Um, but I mean, I, I don't play games anywhere near as much as I used to, partly because you might think it's because I'm getting older, but it's more to do with the fact that once once I find a game I like, that's it. I won't be. I won't get any sleep. Yeah, no, I, I have similar issues. You know, uh, I keep joking to say that I'm going to get a PS5. I'm going to get a PS5. To what she said, no, you're not. And I'm, like, I'm going to set it up in the living room in front of the big telly with my surround sound. How do you feel about that? Um, she doesn't She doesn't like the sound of that. No. No. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, is there many Andorians in Star Trek Online? Can you uh, pick? I think you can play one. I'm quite sure you. I'm sure I've got an Andorian character. I've got a few, and I can't remember. And I, I jump in and out of Star Trek Online depending what mood I'm in and whether I've got bored of it again or not. Um, but I do that with most games of that genre. So, mm-hmm. but I'm sure I've got. Yeah, I've got an Andorian character. So yes, you can play an Andorian. I mean, um, I think, I think cool. if it was more like Tomb Raider or something like that, it would be, be better. Sure, yeah. age now, Tomb Raider. No, I remember <laughs> Tomb Raider. Yeah, I, I, I used to make, I used to make her run into a wall just so you could hear her grunt. <laughs> just, know, just... Is this also what the only reason you watch Wimbledon as well? Uh, no, no, I, I, I like tennis. I do like the Canadian. I like tennis. Uh, someone at my door. Oh, is that uh, what that is? Yeah. Uh, I genuinely like tennis. I don't know who's at the door. Oh, I bet you it's Sarah with an Amazon parcel. What sort of weird doorbell have you got? It's uh, like a 100-year-old one. It's on it a sounded bike. like the sort of thing you walk, ring when you're walking down the street, shouting, shouting, bring out your dead. It's, it's a 100-year-old one. You have to pull... Cool. 
the thing it's on a string and it goes all the way around because we, we live in, I think I think where we live is about 150 years old or something like that. Yeah. So it's even if you go out into the what we call the cross uh, here, there's actually a handle um, that you lift up this handle on the wall and there's a wire goes all the way down to the the door and that's what releases the door downstairs. All right. Yeah. No, you definitely live in a weird place. Yeah. And I don't mean Scotland, I mean specifically where you are. Yeah. We're quite close to city centre here, actually. I can be in Prince, I can be up at Princess Street in about eight, nine minutes. We are talking about Scotland the other day. One of my friends didn't believe me that macaroni pies existed. That's shocking. <laughs> I, I mean, a Greg's macaroni, well... There was macaroni pies before Greg's, I have to say. They didn't invent them, but a Greg's macaroni pie, everyone's had a Greg's macaroni pie. I've they? never had one from Greg's, but... Yeah, have you, you've had a macaroni pie? Yes, I had one when I was on a training course in Glasgow once. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. I went to the pub near the training centre and the only thing they sold was literally Tenants and Buckfast. That was it. Right. Do you know what part of Glasgow you were in? No. No. <laughs> don't know. No, I haven't yeah. got a clue. <laughs> that, was, that was quite a big place, to be fair, Glasgow. So. It, it was near, my hotel was on a retail park that also had a harvester on it. Uh, Buchanan Park or something like that. Sounds like you were a bit out. I've, uh, I've no idea, but it was rough. Yeah, Buchanan Park or something like that. You'd be out of the city. I mean, the city centre in Glasgow is quite good. Oh, yeah, I, no, I uh, imagine it is. I definitely wasn't in, right in the city centre. Yeah. I'm trying to work out what's... Sarah's done in his headphones because they're all over the place. Or is it just because I have no hair this week? Yeah, um, yeah, your hair's vanished and mine's changed colour, so you know. Yeah, yeah, we've both played with her hair. Yeah. I mean, if, if we had followed JJ's instructions, we'd both be totally blue with pure white hair. Oh, if you'd have said that, I could have done it. I've got blue face paint and a white wig in the house somewhere. Yeah. I didn't realise we had to dress up for a podcast. It seemed a bit pointless. Well, I mean, he did ask us to speak about Andorans. Um, um, he's also, at some point, wanted us to talk about the Tellarites. Um, I don't know how much Star Trek he's seen, but the Tellarites aren't in it an awful lot. He wants us to do a full episode on the Tellarites? Yeah. Right. Are you listening, JJ? Because I can see James's face, and it's... it's uh, WTF kind of yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can do five minutes on it. Yeah, I think we could do five minutes. And then we'll just talk about what we oh, want. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to look up this memo. For the benefit of the viewers, I'm going to <laughs> expose the kind of memos that we get from JJ. Right, hang on. Let me go through the bin. What have I got here? No, it's not that one. No, it's not that one. No, nope, that's a shopping list for our stuff. No, I haven't got it. I must have emptied right. my filing cabinet. Okay, so it's uh, Andorians, Tellarites, Romulans. I'm giving away the whole season two here. Uh, Hawkins, <laughs> Betazoids, Cardassians. Are we not on season three? Or season three, is it? I don't, I've lost count. I don't know. Well, I mean, how many seasons do you need for a podcast? Is it two or is it four? 
scream. Well, don't we get cancelled after the third one, then rush the fourth one and oh. end it with a really crap one where somebody else from a different podcast says that they were doing it all the way through, actually, and uh, we never existed? Yeah. I, I mean, some species there we can do quite a bit with. Has uh, he put Ferengi on the list? He has put Ferengi on the list. Good. Now, but, that I actually can dress up as. I do have a full Ferengi. You've got a Ferengi mask. I've got my Ferengi latex headpiece in the other room. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's brilliant. I mean, I don't, I mean, he's put a Ferengi on there. This is a man who hasn't seen DS9. How can you be as old as he is and not have seen DS9? I don't know. How can you be a Trekkie and not see DS9? You don't have to like it. Just at least have watched it. Because I'm not yeah. going to judge anybody by what they do or don't like. Otherwise, we just wouldn't be friends anyway, would we, Gregor? Because, you know, no, you don't like Discovery and... And I, mean, and I do, but... I at least you've watched some of it. I've watched most of it. I think yeah. I've watched... What have I watched about? What's that, 42 episodes? Rough. I think I've seen about yeah. 32 and a third of them. Yeah. But I think if you're going to nag JJ for not having seen the rest of DS9, really, you need to watch the rest of Discovery. Now, I can see you're trying to back me into a corner on this one. <laughs> Is it working? No. Oh. Uh, no. Um, so, yeah, but he's had 20 years to watch DS9. So you're telling me within the next 20 years you're going to watch the rest of Discovery? At some point in the next 20 years I'll watch the rest of Discovery. <laughs> Did you see that post through the week uh, from We've Got This Covered, or is it We've Made This Up? I don't know. Uh, we, we've Got This Covered.com, five Star Trek movies in development. That, that website just makes up utter pish, as they say in Scotland. <laughs> that is one of my favourite Scottish words. It, it really does. I mean, it just makes up utter rubbish to try and get Star Trek traffic or Star Wars traffic or whichever genre we're talking about at the time. It just makes stuff up. Yeah. I, I didn't see that one specifically, but I've seen plenty of other rubbish that they've posted. Yeah. Mm, it's just rubbish. Um, I was on a Zoom call, but well not a Zoom call, it was a Zoom event. No, I, I, mean, I wasn't on the call because I wasn't allowed to speak to them, but um, Freaks was on it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, cool. I think, I think it was a GalaxyCon one. Oh, yeah. And um, he'd just come back, because I've seen someone else saying that Discovery Season 3, but we've not seen any of the actors and stuff like that. And uh, Freaks had just come home from Toronto from directing an episode. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you know, why do people believe this shit, you know? Nice. Yeah, you, you obviously weren't allowed to talk because it was GalaxyCon and you didn't give them £150. Yeah, yeah. 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 I Which, mean, the to be fair, the conventions haven't been able to make any money by any other means, really, this year, so mm. I can't blame them for having a go. Yeah, um, but there's a lot of... I mean... There's a lot of these... Uh, creatives and actors that are involved that are doing a lot of online stuff where you can actually get in contact with them. You don't yep. need you don't need to wait till they're on a GalaxyCon event to give them a hundred dollars for five minutes. No. You know. And the guy who introduces those panels just winds me up. Uh, it's not Ryan. He's on the No Ryan's seventh seventh, seventh, seventh rule. rule. Uh, I can't remember what he's called, but I just find him really annoying. Yeah, he's a bit over enthusiastic. 
Yeah, and in a false way, not yes. in a. I don't get the I'm a real fan and I'm excited vibe. I get the this is my job, so I've got to pretend I'm excited vibe. Yeah. Which is yeah, a very yeah. different vibe. Yeah. How many times did I say vibe in those sentences? Vibe. Well, I was feeling I was getting that vibe. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so, I mean, are we finished with the Andorians? Because I think we've sort of exhausted them. I don't know what else we could say. Yeah. Not other really. than the fact that Shran's a bit hot, but other than that. Well, he's not. He's an Andorian. He's probably cold. Ha <laughs> ha! But yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so we've established. Well, well, you say Shran's a bit hot, but if you want to do them, you need to find another two Andorians. Yeah. Well, you that's know. only if I want babies. Oh, okay, okay. That, that's a fair point. Only if you want babies. Yeah. yeah. God, that makes that stuff makes life really complicated. That this. Um. Aren't you glad you're not Andorian? Well. Well, I'm glad I'm not Andorian. I don't like the cold. I'd really struggle. On the surface, um, it sounds. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, you know, on the surface, it sounds good that you're not Andorian, but then. They obviously have more orgies than we do, so it's it's you know it's yeah. ups and downs, you know. But I just uh, don't like the cold. Oh. My, my partner does describe me as a lizard because I can't regulate my own body heat, which is why I have the heating on in summer, and I just get told off all the time for not. Sarah's, Sarah's a lizard. Yeah. I, I could. My Sarah is a lizard. The first time we went to Tenerife years ago, right? Um, we got into the room and it was twin beds. And it's Tenerife, so bear in mind it's about forty fucking degrees all the time. Yeah, it's too twin bed, two just twin beds. So right away I'm like, oh thank fuck, oh thank god. <laughs> so we're about three or four days into the holiday. I'm lying on my single bed, naked, completely starfished, because yep. it's roasting, and I've got a fan. On, oh, I've not drunk enough for that mental picture, but I've sorry, carry fan, on. I've got a fan at the end of the bed blasting the air onto me mm. and my covers are on the floor between the two beds and I'm sort of dozing and I sort of one eye wakes up and I see Sarah's movement in the other bed and she turns around and she looks at me and then she looks down on the floor and sees my covers and goes are you using them? I went no she went can I have them? Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> On you go, knock yourself out. No. Yeah, no, in our bed here, we have, we have a normal king-size duvet over the pair of us, like you normally do, but I've also got an extra single duvet that I cover myself up with underneath the, the king-size duvet over the top. That, actually, that's what I need, because Sarah hogs the quilt. I do also steal it all as well. It's not uncommon for me to be woken up being told off that I have two full duvets, I mean, which uh, apparently I'm, isn't fair, but I think it's perfectly fair. Well, I, I, I'm with your partner on that one, I have to say. <laughs> if, I, if Sarah goes to bed before me, by the time I get to the bedroom, three quarters of the duvet is on the floor on her side of the bed. And if I try to grab any of it back onto my side, it starts a fight. Yeah, that's sounds fair. What are you doing? What I you don't doing? put it on the floor. You've got to pile it all on top of yourself and make yourself into a massive giant burrito cocoon. Mm. Well, apparently it's from the pixies. 
so yeah um i don't fancy being an andorian because i'd be too cold yeah it's pretty chilly you know yeah pretty chilly. but it but it would mean that that um you know you've got to have four people in a relationship there's only me and my partner that means i've got room for two more one of which is going to have to be shran yeah well make the bed warmer for school you want i bet what you've just said what you've just said there'll be a lot of fighting over the quilt i bet he's quite cold actually I, I think it'd be a lot of fighting over yeah. the, uh, the cover, and you know he's got that fancy blade as well. I, I'm not convinced that Shran would want any duvet because I think in in our race Shran would be far too hot. So well, I think could, I'd be all right. You could turn the heating up, and he wouldn't like. Uh, yeah. If you turn the heating up because they like the cold, he would have to derobe. That's very true. Yeah. See, and, and I keep getting told off for putting the heating on. Well, if, if it involved a, a naked shram, then it's well worth putting the mm. heating on. Are you listening, Gigi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, aren't you glad you've not got to edit this? Oh, this is going to be brilliant. This is, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't wait for the messages to start. <laughs> so, if, in case you're, if you're listening, we're recording, but Gigi's editing. So this is this is why we are picking on him because he can't answer back. So, <laughs> but, yeah. he will answer back. He will answer back. He'll answer back. He'll, he'll, he'll DM us on something and we'll get abuse. But it's okay. We are doing it for your benefit. We really are. Um, yeah. So my takeaways are get on Star Trek Online. Go to DS9. Yep. And I'll. Can I go via Andorra? Is it worth me going via? Oh, now you've got me thinking Andor. of star charts. My goodness. Um, yeah, go to Andoria first, have a wander around, and then go to DS9. Because if you go to DS9, you have to come all the way back to get to Andoria. And can you visit the Anar? Um, I can't remember. I've not played in a while, and they do regular updates, so I can't remember. Okay. okay. And my takeaway is to watch The Journey to Babel. Yeah, Journey to Babel. And uh, to look at more pictures of Shran on the internet. Okay, well, I, I, that wasn't my suggestion. Um, no, no, com- that's just my personal takeaway. The, co- the conversation may have <laughs> encouraged you uh, to, to, to do that. But specifically Shran and, and not Weyuden or... Uh, oh, we're talking about Andorians. Have we got um, Vorta and Jemhadar on our to-do list? No, because he hasn't watched DS9. Oh, for goodness sake. Can we swap Tellarites for Vorta and Jem'Hadar? Because there's so much more we can say about them than there is about Tellarites. Yeah, JJ. I know you're busy this week, but if you do get a chance to hear this, we're <laughs> overruling you and we're going to do the Vorta. Well, we need to, to be honest, you need to do the Vorta, the Founders and the Jem'Hadar as one. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise we've got 17 seconds talking about the Tellarites and mm-hmm. then we don't have anything else to talk about yeah yeah he might as well he might have asked us to do the folians yeah they made a web once they made a web yeah no we've done it now (laughs) yeah i want to be fair we saw one once in the enterprise and in a mirror darkly and yes yes and then dr flox Um, Dr. Fox turned the heating up and then turned the heating down very quickly. Yep. So that it, and it um, went, eh! and yeah, that so was that, about it. So that, so that it cracked up, basically. Uh, yeah, so there's the full range. Who else yep. can we do? 
There's plenty of others that we could manage really, really quickly. Who else have we not? Oh, them ones with the half black, half white face. There we go. Oh, Berlin Lucky. There we go. Yeah, I can't can't remember the species, but we've done them. But great episode. Uh, Yeah. That's one of the TOS series episodes I've actually seen. That's a good episode. If, that, if, yeah. you have, if you have to pick one, that's one of the ones that you, if you could pick only one, that would be one of them uh, as a contender. Um, Has he got he, Trill on his list? Jesus Christ. He calls himself a Trekkie. He hasn't got the Trill. <laughs> we kind of need to do the Trill if we're doing races. I know. The Trill. Again, it gives me another chance to persuade you to go and watch more of Discovery because you really should watch up until the end of the season to be able to discuss Trill properly. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, just, um, I mean, the Trill are a fairly late addition to Discovery. They've been on an awful lot of episodes. So I don't, I don't think... By not watching Discovery, I can't discuss them properly. I think there's quite a lot already to discuss. I'm going to keep working at you. I'm going to keep trying to persuade you to watch mm-hmm. more. Uh, who, who, else is, who, else, who else did we only see one episode of? Uh, I mean, there's so many. What, what the Baku? Yeah. The Baku and... We could probably manage about a five-minute conversation on uh, what they called the blue ones with the breathing thing. But Bolly, Bolly. I was going, was going to call them benzene, but that's quite dangerous. There. Uh, Benzides. Benzides. Aye, yes. Something this, like that. Yeah. Uh, yes, we could manage. Ooh, a good five minutes. Only. Yeah, and then there's the binars. Have we mentioned them? We haven't mentioned the binars. Uh, interesting species. Uh, there is the binars. Um, what's the species in the outcast? Species 8472, have we mentioned eight, them? Eight four, I mean, eight, is the Borg on the list? Eight, the Borg is on the list. Oh, that's all uh, right. Then. 8472, he calls himself a Voyager fan. I mean, Has he not got 8472 on the list? No, it's got the Herogen. Has he got Talaxians? No, he's not got Talaxians. Has he got a Comper? No, he's not got a Comper. <laughs> I hope you're listening to this, JJ. You've not got a Comper, you've not got Talaxians, <laughs> you've got the Herogens, but you've not got the Vidians. Uh, there was the one we were about to mention before you mentioned the, the Talaxians and, and stuff like that. It was the. Kazon? It's not got the keys on. Oh, okay. Uh, where were we? We were at 8472 and then we went to somewhere else. I just kept shouting aliens from Voyager at you. Yeah, uh, and I just probably jumping. wasn't helpful. No, it wasn't, but uh, it was quite funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, he's, he's missed out an awful lot there. I, I think we may need to do um, some species in one episode with multiple species, I yeah. think. Uh, yes, he did mention the Bajorans. Uh, good, good. We could probably combine Bajoran and Cardassian, to be honest. Because their know. stories are so interlinked. Their stories are intertwined. It's yeah. almost impossible to talk about one without the other. Mm-hmm. Can we have an entire episode where we just talk about Kira Norris? No. Why not? 
because because we can't because I'll keep going off on a tangent and talking about Kai Wynn because she's amazing. Um, but I want to talk about Kira because I I love Kira. I love Kira very much. We can do that on the condition that I get an episode where we just talk about Julian Bashir and nothing else. Okay, that's that sounds like a deal. A deal. I mean, I'm I'm prepared to even just talk about Kira and our season four uniform onwards. You see, I'm happy to just talk about Julian Bashir and his racquetball outfit. His racquetball outfit? Yeah. Not his Iron Man Bashir outfit? No, 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 his racquetball outfit, because you don't need imagination when he's wearing that. I'll have to go and watch that episode. It is incredibly tight. Is it? Mm. Mm. Well, it was quite slim in those. Well, it was still quite slim. It still is. He's still quite slim. Uh, I know, I hope... I wish I was like able to maintain my looks for the amount of time that he has. Makes yeah. me sick. As a, so so is Nana Visitor. Yeah, still... yeah, she's still absolutely stunning. Yeah, right. Terry well, Farrell is still gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You've got me thinking about Nana Visitor now. <laughs> I'm gonna the, the swimming pools open up here again on the 26th of April. That's great news for me. I can concentrate on going to the swimming pool and getting rid of all this ballooning waist and face that I've got at the moment. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I don't know when anything's opening down here. And we've got a vague roadmap. Yeah. It's a bit like, do you remember in the olden days when you didn't have GPS and you used to have to try and navigate by that mm-hmm. map that was like 12 years old that your dad had in the back yeah. of his car? Yeah. I think that's what Boris is using at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, do you know what? Do you think Boris is Andorian? Because he's got the hair for it. No, I think he's definitely a Ferengi. Ferengi? Yeah. Hmm. He's, he's not got the build of a Ferengi, though, that's the... No, no, but I do feel that he's doing all he can for the Great Exchequer. Hmm, yeah, the, the, yeah. What is it they call What is it they, they call it again? The... The Grand Treasury? The Grand Treasury in the sky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what he's doing it for. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean a good Ferengi... I mean, he's like, um, he's like Brunt. Mm. Yeah. Again, you just have to get Jeffrey Coombs back into it, don't you? Any excuse. <laughs> so it's, so it's you and three of Jeffrey Coombs' characters. Is that? Oh, me, Shran, Wayun, and. Oh, who do I have as my fourth? Yeah, let's go for Brunt, because, you know, I, I get to play around with Umox then and see how that works. Mm, okay, okay. I mean, it would be a bit lobby. Is lobby the, the term you would Yeah. Use? You don't know until you've tried it. <laughs> so, we're going to have sex in a traditional Andorian fashion. See, JJ, we're back to the Andorians. <laughs> See, there's four. Thank God for memory beta. So do you think JJ will let us use memory beta for future research? <laughs> I've got a feeling we're going to get banned. <laughs> He's going to put parental locks on our internet connections. 
Yeah, just wait till I, I need to write the, the blurb for this one, so just wait till he sees the blurb. Oh, he'll, good luck with that. He'll be straight on. <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? The dollar out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so is the blurb just going to be Andorian or- orgies and umox with Jeffrey Coombs? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how many people follow? How, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to think of a, a catchy tagline. <laughs> I'm going to think of a catchy tagline that he's probably going to say, you can't use that. Why not? <laughs> we never said it was for children, this podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, I think, I mean, we exhausted the Andorians. We've got no chance with some of these other choices. No. Yeah, so, well, I'm sorry, JJ, but overruling you. We're definitely doing the Borta founders and the Gem Hadar. That's going to be that's going to be a cracking one. Actually. Yeah, that there's so much to talk about with them. We might even stay on topic for that one. Yeah, I think it might be quite hard to get distracted. However, I just want to plan this for with you. Sex with a shapeshifter. I'm just going to mull that one over. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't we don't need an answer. We just no. Need... No, I'm I'm just gonna mull that one over. You're right. back to thinking about Nerit again, aren't you? Though. This is why she was gutted when you left her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I yeah I think we'll wrap this up. So just remind us again, James, where we can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Milton on Twitter. That's where I tend to exist and talk about Star Trek. Fantastic. You can find me at Crabbit Ginger on Twitter. So I'm Gregor. He's James. And uh, we'll be back soon. Enjoy. Live long and prosper.